Welcome to the Run Academy podcast, the show where we talk everything running. Join me each week as I have special guests that share their inspirational running journeys, as well as give you practical advice and tips on how to run your best. If you're ready to transform your body and your mind through the power of running, this is the show for you. What's going on, guys? It's Coach Ian here from the Run Academy. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode number three of the Run Academy podcast. Super excited because today I'm actually speaking with Kevin King. Now, Kevin is someone that I know personally, someone that I've coached for several years now. Uh, and Kevin is someone that has made a huge transformation through running. And so um, really excited to have a conversation. There's lots of stuff I know about you, Kevin. There's probably a lot of things that I don't know about you. So I'm excited to actually dig in here and get to know you even more and really sort of talk to you and share with you, uh, share with our audience your running journey. So how are you doing tonight, sir? Oh, great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm doing great. Excellent. Well, so one of the things we want to do on the show for sure is help people get to know, you know, who you are first, because I think a lot of people can relate to, you know, where you come from and sort of where your running journey is. A lot of people that we that we have sort of in our community are new to running or sort of like, you know, sort of just starting out and so why don't you before we get into sort of your personal running journey tell us who you are tell us a little bit about who kevin is where you're from what do you do that kind of stuff so people know exactly who we're talking to yeah absolutely thanks um oh geez where do i start uh i've got a family uh married for i guess uh coming up to 23 years holy uh, in uh, a couple weeks actually when we get back from sacramento so looking forward to that i've been with uh actually i've been with my wife's uh for 30 years now, I started dating her when I was 15 and she was 14. So we've been together for a very, very long time. Wow. Um, yeah, it's been great. Um, uh, I've got three kids. Uh, my oldest is 22 and my middle guy, he's going to be uh, 19 soon too. And then my daughter, she is, uh, she's 17 right now. So a little older and, uh, uh, but a, a nice little family that we got going and uh, have uh have uh, grown with them quite nicely, so it's, it's been a lot. So of you're fun. you're on the verge of like empty nesting it here, hey? Well, I I said to Regan one day, my wife's name is Regan, and I said uh, it's almost like we're redating again. It's just a whole brand new life, and uh, it's been it's been interesting to the transition and in, in different phases, and and I think that kind of goes along with how my journey has kind of progressed also, and from doing nothing to what I'm doing now today. No kidding, hey? So. Um, now I know this about your, your, your kid, your, your youngest, she's graduating this year. Your, uh, your middle kid, he is in school right now, studying right. to be law enforcement. And then your oldest, he is in Airdrie as well then, right? That's right. And, he, and he's upgrading and trying to, he's getting his things going and, uh, he should be going to college here again soon. So, and then my daughter, she's got to figure things out, you know, there, she's still trying to figure out what she wants to do. And, and I'm sure she'll, she'll figure that out eventually. Exactly. Well, you know what? I'm in the same camp because, as you know, my my son is graduating. He's the first one to graduate, so it's a, it's a, it's interesting as some of these chapters in our lives start to change and sort of influence what's going on. So I'm kind of with you on some of that. I'm I'm maybe not quite as far down the path as you are, but um, definitely definitely lots of changes. My son just turned 18 last week, so it's like holy smokes! I've got an yeah. adult in my house now, yeah. so. It, it sure, sure goes by fast, you know. It really catches up to you, and it's uh, it's amazing how fast life passes you by. And you you sit there and you wonder when your kids are young, you go, "Man, this is this is tough." But uh, when you look back, uh, it goes by so fast, and sometimes you wish you could kind of have those moments back. But uh, you know, next next phase of your life, and you move on. Everything except for the changing of the diapers part, I'd be okay with. Yeah. But it's lack of sleep and changing diapers. Yeah. Yes, hundred percent. You know, so take take what you take the good and the bad. But anyway, right. right. so Kevin, I've you know for people that don't know, Kevin is someone that I've personally coached. I think I mentioned that already. But um, let's talk a little bit about sort of your running journey. Like you're probably someone that started running a little bit later in life, more seriously. But tell us, like, how did you get started in running? What's your experience like growing up as a kid? Did you run? What yeah. led you to running in the first place? Yeah, so I, I was always active when I was a kid. I played uh, quite a bit of hockey, competitive hockey. And so I was always a, that fit hockey person and, and uh, played a lot. And I, that's all I did was hockey, hockey, hockey. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never forget the day I was on the bus uh, going to Yorkton or coming back from Yorkton from a two-game set against, uh, against the Yorkton Terriers. And we were coming back home. It was 1 o'clock at night. The bus broke down. And I was at the kind of the end of my <clears throat> end of my career. And we sat on that bus freezing cold. And at that moment, I had this light come on. It's like, what am I doing here? Uh, I'm in grade, I think I was in grade 12 at the time. And I'm like, I'm done. Uh, I'm moving on with my life. So that, I got home and I, I packed hockey in and, and uh, moved on and uh, got a job after I graduated. Started working, got married fairly quickly. Um, after that, I think I got married about 20, 22 years old, I think I was, 21, somewhere around there. And, uh, and got my life going. And from that point on, I really, I, I really didn't have time for any sports. Like we had kids fairly quickly um, and we started our family. And, and from that point on, uh, you have kids and you get busy and you're doing things uh, and uh, the sports and the activities kind of fall off. Fast forward to age 40, um, finally all of a sudden the kids are done their sports and they're done their activities and uh, I'm not in good shape anymore. And, uh, and how it all happened was um, uh, my current employer, um, the company that I work for right now, uh, they brought me out to their head office in Pittsburgh and, and they sent me off for a medical exam. And, um, I had no, at that point in time, I had no thought of any exercise. I, you know, I thought I was okay. I was good to go, but the nurse asked me to stand on the, uh, the scale and it, it was my, my moment in time. And to this day, I can still hear her look at me and she almost, you know, squared me up in the eyes and said, Oh, uh, 270 pounds. And <laughs> it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And, uh, at, at that moment, I didn't know what I was going to do, but it, it really resonated in me and almost like it echoed through my brain, uh, the time that I was there. And, uh, I was flying back home, uh, after I was there and, um, uh, Iron Man actually came on the video screen on the, on the plane. And, uh, I knew I had to do something. I'm like, Oh, that kind of looks kind of cool. Um, maybe I should start doing something like that. Um, so it, it, it didn't kind of kick off, but it kind of pl- started planting the seeds in my head what I needed to do. Um, I was pretty overweight and had some issues, uncomfortable, um, you know, just sitting in, in, my, in my chair on the plane even. I was uncomfortable. I remember it. And uh, so I got home. And, you know, it's funny. My, my dad actually, um, who is an amazing uh, guy, I, I really admire him. And uh, he ran when he was younger. And, uh, but I was pretty young at the time still, so I didn't really, you know, know much, but I think those little seeds are planted in your head when you're younger. And my two sisters, um, that, uh, that are, uh, that are, uh, runners also. And, you know, they were talking to me and, and, and kind of motivating me to do something a little bit. And, and, you, you know, when your family's around doing something, you kind of pick up on those little things and you, and, uh, so I thought, well, heck, I'm going to run. Uh, they inspired me to run. My dad inspired me to run. So I'm going to start running. And my wife was running a little bit also, um, before me. So I said, well, I'm going to go to the gym and start running. And, uh, so I started running and it was, oh man, I started on the treadmill and I never ran outside, but I, I, well, hold on. I did run outside once, but it was painful. I ran one minute and then walked for one minute. And I thought I was going to die. I, like everything hurt. I didn't understand pace. I didn't understand, you know, how to properly run. I just kind of put on the shoes and I started running. So I stayed on the treadmill for the most part. Um, and it was always the same thing. You know, I can't remember how many days a week I'd run, but I'd run enough, I, probably four days or maybe even five. I, I, I'm not sure what it was exactly now. Um, and I would just run the same amount. I'd always try to get to 10 kilometers. I'd never make it cause I was dying. I was going too way too fast. And, and I was, uh, thought, uh, I was going to pass out on the treadmill. Every bone in my body ached, every joint in my body ached. It was the worst pain I've ever had, but I persevered through it, uh, without knowing anything. Uh, so I started dropping the weight. Things kind of started coming in line. And then my sister calls me up one day and she goes, we, uh, we are running the death race. Um, in, like in a couple of weeks, uh, do you want to come and run with us? We got someone that just dropped out and I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. I'll come do that. 
<laughs> what was it about that? Yeah, the, the death part sounds good. Yeah. Sign me up for yeah, death. Let's, let's go. <laughs> and so I I said to her, I said, well, what, what is it? The detail. She's like, well, you got to go and you're going to run leg three, I think, is a leg. And it's on the hottest day, part of the day usually. It's about, I think it was about 30 degrees that day that I had to run it. And uh, she goes, it's about 19.5 kilometers. Well, I've never ran 19.5 kilometers. The most I've ever run is like eight on a treadmill. So I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. I'll, I'll come. It'll be fun. And uh, the weekend before, I'm like, well, I better go and maybe run outside uh, and just maybe see if I can do 16 kilometers. And keep in mind, I've never ran past 10 kilometers. <laughs> Yeah, that was probably a good good thinking. Like maybe we should just try d- double what I just did. So yeah, so I strapped on my shoes and I went out to Nose Hill in Calgary there. And I'm like, well, that's a good spot to start, right? Because it's got hills and I, yeah, I should be able to do that. Well, I went and did it. And I did 15 kilometers that day um, with my iPhone in hand and the, the app, whatever app I was using at the time to track me. And so I, I got it done. And, uh, and then I went and ran the death race the following weekend. Uh, no nutritional plan, like no clue at all, like what I was doing. Strapped on the shoes, away I go. So I, I get out there and start running this up this hill and, and over. And within about five kilometers, I developed the worst blisters. And I think I had about four or five blisters on my feet immediately. Like it, it was like unbelievable. I was like, I think about 10K in at that point in time, I'm like, what am I doing? This is... <laughs> This is where the death part kicks yeah. in. What am I doing? I was so, when's this thing going to end? How far do I have to go? And this is crazy. These people are crazy people, crazy, crazy people. And so I, I persevered through it. I walked a lot um, and uh, people were passing me, you know, supporting me, cheering. You know how the running community is, right? They just, they just cheer you on. Um, right alongside you. And it's pretty cool that way, but I was still, I was like not doing well. Uh, so I, <laughs> I you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. Go death. You're almost there. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. I'm dying here. My, and my feet are like in like blisters everywhere. It was painful and they popped too, which was even worse. Oh yeah. That feels good. Oh, hey? That's a good feeling. Yeah. So, but you know, I, I, I got through it. I, I started coming into the, the finish line at my, my, my leg and, uh, I, I'm like, well, I got to run because I can't walk across the finish line. That would be bad. So I started walking pain, pain is killing me. And, uh, and all of a sudden people start cheering me on that don't even know me. And they're just like, go death racer, go run. And uh, <laughs> this sense of, uh, overwhelming uh, happiness and, um, empowerment, uh, and just a whole bunch of emotions. And I ran and the pain didn't matter at that point in time. And I just ran across the finish line and I'm like, this is like the coolest thing ever. Um, people don't know you in the cheering <laughs> line. Next weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when am I doing the next one? And so uh, would you say that the moment that you got hooked into running, was it that particular race? Like, Okay, yeah. I'm. I'm. Cause I feel like a lot of people have this moment where it's like, you're not really a runner until like there's all of a sudden this one mo- defining moment where you're like, okay, I, this is it. This is my jam. Was yeah. that your jam? Or yeah, was, that was yeah? that was my moment. You know, I had my lose the weight moment, and then I had my I love running moment. Yeah, because everything up to that point in time was on a treadmill, dying, pain, not good, and then that was my moment of, hey, this this is pretty cool stuff. And, uh, and when you can achieve something like that, it, it really, it really sticks into you and, and gets you motivated to see what you can do more of. And that was my moment. It's almost like the, 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 the mind outwins the body eventually yeah. in running if you can stick with it. And I think, you know, like you, your story is very familiar to, to my own and to a lot of people, I think who, you know, start running little bit later in life because a lot of times if you you know sometimes people start they run a little bit younger and they but life gets busy and you kind of it's a sport you come into if you you know as an adult for example a lot of times we have no idea we just start and you know you kind of learn the hard way a lot of times what works what doesn't work 
um, and go through a whole lot of torture. And then I think people go into one camp. They either like, this is the stupidest thing ever. And they quit or they go, this is the stupidest thing ever. I'll see you next weekend. (laughs) So I put down the, I'm in. Yeah. Because you got hooked in from from that. And so you actually, because I remember when you and I first met uh, and sort of sat down, you had done the death race. And then you got into a lot of these tough mutters and these op courses. So um, I guess you're kind of, you know, like you're one of these people that wants to make it as hard as possible, right? right. So you thought, let's do some obstacle courses too. Maybe get electrocuted, <laughs> freezing water. I've done that. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. I know you have. <laughs> yeah. So talk to us about those because those you started to get really serious um, down that path. Yeah. Right? And, you know, I think I was still trying to find myself a little bit in those moments and, and uh, trying to discover what I could do. And, you know, one, one thing that you – uh, you, you said to me when we first met, um, set scary goals. And that really resonated with me and, and to set those scary goals and don't be afraid to try to achieve them. You may not achieve them today, but you will tomorrow. And, and that resonated with me a lot when I first met you. And, and part of the, the Tough Mudders was to set that scary goal, something a little bit different and, and test yourself. And, you know, I I hadn't found myself yet what I really wanted to do, and I think I was trying to find it. Uh, I did the Tough Mudders. I did three of them, uh, loved them, and uh, and then I kind of like, I'm good with those. I'm kind of done with them. I I love the challenge. I love the electricity shocks. I love jumping off heights. I love climbing over stuff and trying to do different things. So that was fun, Uh, but it, it wasn't what I wanted to do 100%. So... I, I, where did I go from there? I kind of moved on to, oh, I moved on to ultras at that point in time. And, yeah. And uh, I, I proceeded on. You've done the backwards trick here. Right? Like yeah. you've, you've, you've kind of done the interesting cycle. Yeah, because then you got into like the ultra marathoning and trail running and stuff like that, yeah. which is also something you had some success in as well. And so, yeah, it's interesting, yeah. hey? Yeah, you know, I think the, it's all about the journey, right? You you know, it's funny, you, you you think back to where you started in life, you know, dating, hockey, stopping, family, you know, come back and figure out that you need to get back to a healthy lifestyle. And then you try to find yourself in that exercise world, like, where does that fit in? And how do you how do you get stronger as an individual? And, and so I, I'm like, well, I've done the, the death or the death race, I've done the tough mutters. And I'll go after this ultra thing and see if I can run in the mountains for a little bit. And uh, I, I hadn't run really much races really so much uh, as a, like half marathons. Or, I've done a few here and there before that. Uh, but uh, I got into the, uh, the ultras and I, and I really enjoy them. Um, and I think at one point in time, I will go back to them. Uh, if, you know, once I get this whole, uh, Boston qualifying thing taken care of. I'll, I'll get there. But for now, at that point in time, it was the ultras. And so I went and did my first ultra. Um, oh gosh, I, I guess three years ago now, I, I guess what it would be. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, it was really uh, emotionally moving, I guess you could say. Um, my very first one, it, there was, it was 50K and uh, I think the elevation wasn't anything crazy for elevation. I think it was only about 6,000 feet of elevation. So it wasn't, it wasn't hard, but for your first one, it's pretty tough. And uh, I went through a ton of emotions. You know, you, you get out there and you, you get for your first 20, 25 kilometers done and you're halfway and you, you go through these emotions of being happy and sad and crying because you're, you're doing it. And it, it wasn't uh, anything other than just being absolutely uh, impressed with what you're able to accomplish when you put your mind to it. And uh, I remember breaking down and actually crying about 30 K in. And I'm like, you know what? Not too many people can do this and I'm out here doing it. And I may be hurting, but uh, you put the pain a little bit aside and you can, it's amazing what your mind can actually do if you can just let it go a little bit and uh, embrace the moment other than the pain, right? If you can put that aside exactly. and realize that the yeah. pain is there because it's just saying that you're accomplishing something more than what the average person does. And, no kidding. Um, and that was pretty cool. You know, 
I was in so much pain at times that uh, there was a tree stump that was over top of the path. And the only way to get over it was to crawl over top of it. I literally had to pick my leg, one leg up at a time with my hands and lift them over the legs, uh, over the, the tree because it was so painful. Um, and then uh, my wife, Regan, she was running it also. She was running just one leg of it. And I knew she was ahead of me. And uh, I just, I wanted to catch up to her so bad. And I was in a pretty bad state of mind at that point in time, but I knew she was ahead of me. So I was, I was trying to catch her and I saw her around the corner and it was just another emotional moment that uh, I broke down. I saw her and I, it just lifted me up again and everything kind of settled in again one more time. And I just, I just cruised along and, and, you know, I finished the race. I think it took me seven hours and, uh, 30 minutes or 20 minutes, somewhere around there. I was in the, in the mid seven, seven hour mark and I finished up and I'm like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta come back and try to beat this time. Uh, so I planned, uh, a second time around to come back to it the year following. And, uh, I shaved off a little bit more time, not, not quite as good as what I wanted, but, uh, I came in at six hours and 45 minutes the second year. And, uh, working with you and got my training in line and got things moving in the right direction. I signed up for the third year in a row and, uh, it was pretty cool because, um, not only did I have a nice strong finish, I finished it in six hours and 11 minutes. I came in, I think 87th overall out of 1500 runners and I finished, uh, eighth in my age bracket. So, you know, when you put the time in, crazy. You, know, you think about the, you know, like how the progression is. And one of the things I think is really neat too, and, and I hear it in you, you know, sort of your story is that no matter sort of what, where you go or sort of what distance or what type of running you do, there's, there's sort of this constant, I don't think that there's ever this point where you're like, well, I've done everything I can possibly do in running. Yeah. I've, there's nothing left to do. I guess I'll go do something else. There's always, whether it's, you know, switching different types of running or if it's like trying to beat your time or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. Like that's the cool thing to me. And I think you're someone that like, you've got an above average appetite for, um, pain. <laughs> and I think you, you're willing to put yourself in an uncomfortable position. Yeah. Um, and so, cause one of the things I'd like to, we'll talk about here in a few minutes is, is, is not only the sort of the journey you've been on and the transformation through running and how you've really just improved as a runner, some of the started later in life, no. but the physical transformation you have done from, you know, from the time you stepped on that scale yeah. when you're 270 pounds to now, yeah. it's insane. And so uh, I'd like to talk about that in, um, in a minute or two, just to talk a little right. bit about sort of how you come through that. Um, but before we get there, let's talk about sort of now you, you may, you mentioned that you've kind of got Boston marathon on your mind right. now. So you've transitioned out of the ultra. Now you're sort of like really intentional on getting this, this road race time, um, really locked in. So Boston marathon, sort of your next, yeah. next yeah. target. Yeah. That, that, the, the, this journey started, uh, I guess almost, almost a year ago, uh, actually when I finished the, uh, the, uh, Grizzly ultra 50 K I knew at that point in time, I, I, I succeeded that goal. I, I beat my time. I kind of, I nailed it where I wanted to be and I was happy with that outcome. And, and I'll go back to the ultras eventually, but, there is something else that was kind of driving me to run and, and you asked why I run. I do it for health reasons and, but it's also to be um, stronger each day, uh, not only in your personal life, but also in your, in the driving your fitness level and just succeeding and putting scary goals out there, I think is what it is. And uh, so Boston's next. And I, you know, I, I, I don't know whether I'll get it this weekend. And if, if I don't, I'm okay with that because the journey has been fantastic. I know I'll get yeah. it eventually. Um, oh, you're on the doorstep. So for people that, that don't know, so you're racing California international uh, on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. So like you're, what are you four with three or four days away? I, I think I sent uh, out a message today to one of my friends. I'm like four sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Well, you know, like so many people like Boston is, there's this, Boston is such a 
cool challenge because it is, as you know, as most people know, or people that have tried to, to qualify for Boston, yeah. it is, it's not easy. And they've actually just uh, it made the standard even harder because uh, they've, I think for most age brackets, it's like five minutes faster. You have to have to, um, to finish in, to be able to qualify and, and meet the standard. And so there's something, you know, for many people, it's just like right on the, Urge. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's just on the edge and so it's most people have to work their guts out to get it and it's really cool because i think you're very very close and yeah. and uh, I, I can't wait to see you get that done who knows maybe this weekend well, right maybe it's, um yeah this is the great course it's a great uh for anyone that's ever ran or haven't ran the uh it's called cim california international marathon um Kevin, myself, and another another person, Jocelyn, who works with us, uh, she's also running it. So super excited because yeah. it's it's a it's a fairly quick course. It's uh, kind of a net downhill. It's the kind of course you have to definitely go in and race and execute well on. But uh, uh, your training this this cycle has been probably the hardest. Would it be fair to yeah. say it's been the hardest cycle you've had yeah. Uh, ever? Yeah, definitely the hardest cycle ever. So one of the things you mentioned is that you're – sister and your dad were runners and so you've kind of had this influence around you like sort of maybe subconsciously you've been watching this um tell me a little bit about like what influence have you had on the people around you because um i had mentioned you've gone through this ridiculous transformation um physically um and even just doing some of the events that you have mentioned like these ultras and the, the tough mutters like the people around you who have watched this what sort of influence have you had on, say, your kids, your friends? Like, you know, yeah. have people taken notice of what you've done? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny um, when you do things like this. Uh, people pick up on it, and and uh, they just they they see the transformation, how it happens, and and the journey that happens. And my both my sisters, you know, really inspired me. Like I said, and my dad, and and uh, they got me subconsciously you know you you sit back and you listen to them but you pick up on little things like you said and and it's kind of happened for my my family also is that um they have picked up on it too and and my both my sons work out now they both lift weights and and exercise properly and and nutrition has been a huge part too is that they start seeing you eat healthy and it it just kind of comes full circle. My daughter, uh, who has ran with you also, uh, has ran a 10 K race that, you know, and she's, she stopped running right now, but you know, I, I really truly believe she'll probably go back to it later on in life and, and pick it up again. But the healthy eating, um, both my kids with two of them, uh, my oldest and my youngest are diabetics and uh, they have picked up really on the healthy eating and they've been able to get their diabetes more under control with proper nutrition. And um, so it's, it's really infectious how people just pick up on it. Um, and, uh, and then my nephew uh, this past weekend is, uh, is uh, asked for some help in nutritional side of things and, and he's picked up on it too. So it's been pretty cool to watch people grow and develop and, and it's, you know, it's, it's simple, really, when you think about it. Uh, but when you when you are out there by yourself, it's a little daunting. So, well, that's just it, right? Yeah. Because I think the 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 interesting thing about running, and especially like you get that because you're definitely that in the, that camp, is that you spend a lot of time kind of behind closed doors. A lot of people don't see the day-to-day grind, the, the nagging injuries, the, the pain, the, 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 you know, the discomfort you put yourself through. So on one hand, a lot of that hard work kind of goes behind the scenes, but then on the other hand, it's surprising, you know, especially as a parent, as a dad, um, what, you know, sort of gets noticed that your kids obviously are picking up on your discipline, on your habits, on your routine. And so, you know, it's very cool to see that you can actually leave an impact and yeah. you start to influence, you know, your kids. And, you know, you talk about how your dad sort of influenced you. So imagine like your grandkids, whatever, down the road, like the impact you can have by people sometimes maybe you don't say anything, but they see. Yeah. And, and um, let's talk a little bit about sort of the physical transformation, because I feel like it's a good segue because people can see people that know you uh, will look at you and go, whoa, what in the world? did you do what happened to you because you are someone like you're far from the 270 pound guy that stepped on your 
scale and you know not that long ago so yeah. talk to us about the physical transformation we're going to talk about keto diet and i'm going to we'll get into that but before we do talk about the physical transformation where are you at now and um tell us a little bit about you know just how how the change you've seen because you've had a crazy transformation yeah, and it's and that's what it is and it's just another part of your journey that you start off on when i when i first started at 270 pounds I really didn't know what to do. I just knew I just needed to eat less. Uh, I needed to eat a little bit healthier, and I didn't really know what that was. So it, it's it, as you progress through this whole thing, it, it changes, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, and you progress down this path, and it kind of takes you along, and you learn a little bit as you go, and it changes as you go. And um, I had to do a lot of different things. Some things worked. Some things didn't work. But the bottom line is I, I, I knew what I had to do. I had to stick to it. And I've done uh, pretty much everything from uh, eating carbohydrates, eating a, a good protein, lowering my fats down um, to having higher protein. I've done all sorts of things. And it's been a transformation and a journey along the way to where I am today. And I, I think that's the same thing with running. You kind of you kind of go along the road. You don't know what it looks like, but you just kind of follow the path and you change with it and you go with it and you find what works for you and what you enjoy. And um, and it's it, it's it's been really neat. And I don't know where I I'll be a year from now, but I know that I'll be healthier a year from now than what I even am today, because. And so yeah. just for people that don't know, tell us where are you at weight? You're 270 before. Where are you now? So I'm, uh, I, I kind of play around. I'm more like around 200, 204. I kind of bounce around a little bit in that, that range. So uh, almost 70 pounds now is, is what I – Isn't that uh, 70 pounds? Yeah. That is ridiculous because you're a tall guy. Yeah. So like you have leaned out. Like I remember – we we it wasn't that long ago. We I remember watching uh, some film we had just the other last week. We were watching the documentary. Saw a picture. He was like, "Holy smokes!" Like even sort of when you first started out, you were getting into shape, and now like just to look at you, the transformation has been crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. and just the amount of because that's the thing. Like some people, I think one of the things that's interesting is you've always you're someone that's willing to put in the work, and you've obviously you're very disciplined, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't have is that discipline but then the other thing that i think is interesting about your approach and, and there's kind of two schools one is people that are like i always I just kind of think of you as like the mad scientist yeah. because you're very analytical you've got all the stats and you've you like to say you've you really i remember when we first sat down and um sort of planned out okay what are your goals what do you want to accomplish i remember you were probably the only client i've ever sat down with that had this like pages and pages of data and things and all these plans and numbers and here's your goals. You had this whole thing mapped out. So you you're someone that's very analytical Absolutely. and that works for you. Yeah. <laughs> you you're like the you got the numbers down and so obviously that's something that works for you and yeah. sort of keeping you focused. Fair enough to say, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm very, uh, very analytical and I like to know stats and I like to compare and and uh, I build my plans off that. But yeah, it's it, it's been a journey of different things along the way and trying to find out what works for me. And what I do may not work for the next person next to me. But at the end of the day, it all, it all boils down to just eating right, eating healthy, and getting some exercise in. And that's that's what it is. It's real simple. You don't have to make it complicated. It's just real simple stuff at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's funny because I think so many people like, what's the secret? What's the secret? And it's when you break it all down to brass tacks, it's, 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 it's as simple as you say, but for some people, they, they tend to connect with, they need to be really analytical. Other people just like, no, I just, I just need to make it super dead simple and just yeah. get to work. And so you found that. And, and so what I wanted to sort of talk about next is sort of, um, the keto diet, yeah. because you, that's something that you, you know, I'm not a licensed dietitian, so you know I can't really sort of weigh in from a nutritional perspective. But that's something that's working for you, right. like this. And so you've been really studying that, as far as a sort of just getting you know you, you know, from the weight management things, but also you've really sort of incorporated that into like how you can perform as a runner, sort of being fat adapted and how that diet has really 
you've had to really make a big transition. So maybe tell us a little bit about, you know, what a what got you into keto and how has that yeah. sort of impacted just how you're performing and running and just your weight well, in general. As I kind of progressed and lost the weight, there is one thing that always was difficult for me, and that was, um, you know, I still had that belly fat. I still had that kind of that little tiny spare tire that kind of hung around me. And um, I knew there had to be something a little better out there. So I started investigating and doing a little bit of reading and, and I came across keto and I, you know, keto is not a good term nowadays. It's been so overused and, um, and I, I don't like the term so much anymore. I like to eat more, uh, or I like to use the term more of, uh, I eat healthy. Um, and I eat, um, what I need to do to fuel my body properly now. And, that, and that's what I kind of like to call it now. And, um, it's been a, it's been a journey for me because when I first started out, I didn't really truly understand the, the word keto. I just knew you'd had to cut out carbs, no breads, no pastas, um, and cut out all the processed foods. And I, so that's how I kind of started. I started at that point in time. And a lot of the research suggests that if you do these things, you can really impact, uh, some stuff in your body. And, and the number one thing is inflammation in your body. And, uh, you know, as much as the running was really good and I dropped the weight, I would still wake up in the morning with, you know, sore legs and joints that were really stiff and, and achy and whatnot. And I said there had to be something better and, and to get rid of the, the belly fat and really dial it in. And, and that was my next step was to get dialed in. And uh, so I started um, keto and, I, and I'll be honest with you, I tried it uh, three times before I was able to really get it to stick. Um, uh, I tried to start it before my action of my ultra last year and it was an absolute disaster. I was, I was dying, trying to even run no carbs did not work. Um, and it hurt really bad. So I, I said, well, I better stop this. I better just get my ultra done and then I'll come back to it. So I finished my ultra and I started the keto diet and I'll use the keto term because it was, it was, uh, it was high fat uh, moderate protein and, and zero carbs. So I went a full 90 days and I, I think you kind of have to do a, a real clean, low carbohydrate diet to get your body in that position where it is using ketones as energy and not relying on the carbs to, uh, to fuel your body. Uh, so I did that for 90 days straight and I did not cheat. I did not do nothing. Like I had broccoli for carbohydrates and, uh, and, and some other vegetables, but no potatoes, no sweet potatoes, no carrots, no pasta, no sugars of any kind. It was like really clean. And, uh, it took some time to adjust. It took me, uh, because I ate fairly clean right from the start, other than some potatoes and, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I, I had the uh, burger and fries just like the next guy did sometimes back then, but, but I was eating fair, relatively clean. I didn't have too much junk food at the time. Um, so my body adapted, I would, I, I think I was getting into ketosis, uh, and ketosis is a term used when your body starts making ketones in the liver. So your liver basically dispels all the, all the, uh, carbohydrates out of your liver and starts making ketones for energy. And the way they do it is they grab the fat, uh, cells out of your fat stores, pull them into the liver and generate ketones and which then in turn generates energy for your body took me about three days, uh, if I remember correctly to get into ketosis at that point in time, now your body's trying to adapt and you may be making tons of ketones, but you're not using them effectively. Your mitochondria and your body don't know how to take that ketone body and put it into the cells for energy. So for the next two weeks, I went through some tremendous amount of challenges. My running was absolutely horrible. I remember running and typically I, I could run, about a 5.30, 5.45 kilometer pace. I was down to walking at times. My heart rate was spiking. It was out of control. I thought I was going to pass out. It was probably some of the worst experience I've had. But I knew I, I knew I knew I was on the right path. I did a lot of reading. People were telling me that this is normal. Don't worry. Don't panic. Uh, so keep on that path. So I kind of, you know, got through it. And it's funny because I also measured my I like numbers, as you as you alluded to before, the technical side and the analytical side. And I would measure my uh, resting heart rate in the morning. 
And it, my rest and heart rate was normally around 42, 43 beats per minute in the morning when I'd wake up. And then uh, once I got key, onto keto and running, it was spiking up to 52, 54 in the morning. So I knew my body was a lot under a lot of stress. Uh, and then all of a sudden, something real weird happened. Two weeks in, it just it, it was like someone slipped a light switch on my body, and my resting heart rate came down. And then I was able to go out for runs and never had any issues with my heart rate spiking anymore. anymore. It just kind of came down and leveled off and, and just said, okay, I'm good now. I wasn't really good. Like it's called fat adapted. I wasn't, I, I, they call it fat adapted, but you're really, fat adaptation takes years to, and I don't know if you, there's any point in time where you're 100%, I'm fat adapted, I'm never getting any better. It's a progression as you get more deeper into it and stronger and better at it, your body just gets better, better, better each, each day that passes. So, you know, my running started coming back and it takes about six to eight weeks to really kind of get in your groove and get that running back into place where it was before. Um, and then some other things started happening, you know, the inflammation was gone out of my body. Um, my heartburn, I used to have bad heartburn that was gone. Um, my energy levels went through the roof. Uh, I would get tired halfway through the day and want to have a big nap. And then that was gone. And you know, the other thing too that happened is that I was, I was more energetic, more happier. And at work, I was, it started affecting my work and I was able to perform better at my job. Everything just, it's really changed me. And you know, um, it, it's been a journey and I'm still learning to this day, but, uh, it, it's really changed how, how I do my, you know, day-to-day life. And even from that day after the 90 days passed, I've been changing how I eat also. And that's progressed too. And how I use it. for Yeah. Like, so you've been kind of like dialing it in, making, figuring it out. And I think that's the key is that, um, I believe that everybody's everybody will respond differently to different diets, but I think the key and something that you've obviously done a really good job of is you've done your homework yeah. and you really sort of researched and you've you've been very methodical and you've really dug in because one of the you know the tricky things sometimes about diets is they can be very fad like and so right. you know it's like the Atkins diet and there's all these diets that people kind of get hooked on and stuff like that. You, you know, I think you have to really a educate yourself and b find something that works for you. That's right. And uh, you know, make sure that it's the right fit because not every diet is going to work for every person. And especially when you start to lay in that element of a high performance like athlete that's you know training for really difficult racing and yeah. stuff like that too. You you you're kind of like changing the oil in the car as you're driving down the freeway, exactly. right? And so you know, it's a you've had to really. Um, learn and I think you've I would think it's fair to say that you're kind of at a point now where you've got it figured yeah. out and you can really now you're kind of fine-tuning it to sort of get the best performance yeah, yeah. but also I think the cool thing about that diet is for you especially is that you're really making this strong connection to you know the impact of nutrition on your performance and so many people don't I think really make that connection especially if you're serious about really improving is in not only just like losing weight and stuff like that but you know, your ability to perform as a runner, what goes in your mouth comes out in your yeah. feet. If you don't have a really good diet, a lot of times that's a huge thing. Like even like you say, like the inflammation yeah. and just how fast you've been able to recover. Um, you've gone through a really difficult training cycle and you've come through that really, really well um, compared to where you, you know, a year ago, if we'd have thrown yeah. what we did at you this last year. So I think that's definitely a diet that's obviously working. Yeah. For you. And it, it's changed in, and now I'm, I, I'm, so I'm really, uh, the way it looks like for me is, uh, I'm, I, I guess you'd sum it up as I'm, I eat whole foods is what I eat now. And, uh, it all depends on where I am in my training cycle, I find. And I run at what, you know, people call it a periodized nutrition plan based on your training and where you are in your training cycles. And it depends on where I'm at with things. Um, I'll go low carbohydrate moderate fat i don't eat a lot of fat now like some of these keto people they're really crazy they eat tons of fat they got butter in their coffee and oil i don't do any of that i get my fat from uh meat so when i eat a steak or i eat ground beef or something like that that's where i get my fats from and a little bit of olive oil when i cook but that's pretty much it um and i i don't 
I don't consume tons of fat. My body has enough fat on it to, to suffice me at the end of the day. And I make sure I get enough protein based on my lean body weight. Um, and then it depends on where I'm with my training. If I'm in a really hard cycle, like when we were running our hard cycle of lots of mileage, um, lots of speed workouts, I was also taking in about 150 grams of carbohydrates at the time, uh, through, uh, mixed berries, sweet potatoes, um, and that's pretty much it. I, I, about 150 grams a day, and that would be enough to fuel me through, uh, to get through those hard training cycles. And then as we're in this taper now, I've tapered down to, um, zero, back down to almost a very low carbohydrate diet, which is just broccoli and meats. And, and then that's it. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not one of these crazy guys that just go, well, if there's a social event, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to have anything. I have the a beer, beer with anybody else, right? I'm not gonna a beer or multiple well, beers. Well, or? sometimes you saw me that one night. I had a couple more than just one, but <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You know, I I still it's live. Good social etiquette. What's that? It's just good social yeah, etiquette, you know, right? I, yeah. I, you still got to have a little bit of fun too. So I'm not one of those crazy well, guys. So I'll, I'll still right. enjoy that. But uh, you know, that's how my you goes. gotta have that. Yes, and the other thing I think that's key too for for dieting is. To me, it's like what gets measured gets done. And a lot yeah. of people are like, I can't lose weight. So like, well, let's just do the math. Like yeah. track. I say I tell a lot of people just track what your calorie intake is for the next three days and then come back to me and go, oh, yeah. there it is. It's a lot of times it's a pretty simple formula. It really is. Um, yeah. I, I, and you always get Yeah. And if you do have a lot of weight, uh, weight to lose, like when I was at the very beginning, you know, all I had to do was clean up a lot of my diet and I, and I dropped the weight. But when you start getting down into the lower body percent fats, uh, you have to really start dialing it in and, and really focusing in on it. But, uh, you know, you, you progress and you kind of learn as you go. And, and I think a lot of people just put too much pressure on themselves right from the beginning and think they got to go work out really hard and get that diet dialed right in, you know, keep it simple, take it easy, be kind to yourself. Don't over exercise, just go out and get some exercise. And then with your diet, just eat, eat simple you know, healthy foods that are found on the outer grocery uh, perimeter of the grocery store. And that, and that's what it boils down to, you know, one, one ingredient foods is how I always sum it up. If it's got one ingredient, eat it. You know, if it's a carrot, eat it. If it's a mushroom, eat it. If it's packaged and it's got words that you don't understand on it, stay away from it. And, And if you did that, you'll be way better off. Like if you want to have some carbohydrates, have a, have a sweet potato. But don't have the, you know, the Mexi fries that are that are baked in oil and garbage. And, and hey, don't get me wrong. I have them on occasion, but uh, it's pretty rare that I do. And I think that's another – that's to make a good point is that, you know, it's not – a lot of us don't really spend enough time really thinking about what are we actually putting into our bodies. Yeah. You know, like there's – I like that sort of thinking about, you know, the outer perimeter of the grocery store because that's very true. There's a lot of – there's a lot of stuff that gets pitched as healthy options, which is just a bunch yeah. of garbage. And so I think the key, you know, the key message I think f- for us is, is, you know, do your, you know, do your homework, get educated, pay attention to what you're eating, do, you know, measure, find out what works for you, but don't, don't make it overcomplicated either. Because um, if people are trying to find this secret hack yeah. or something, it's, it's a very simple formula um, to do, but you know, <laughs> Do you know, work and make sure you've got, yeah, you know, at one point in time I was taking all these supplements and I was like, you know, I gotta have this, this is going to help me. This is going to, this is the, this is the magic for me. Right. And, uh, and you know, it does things here and there, but really, you know, today, you know what I have for supplements, uh, I have three things and it's uh, pink Himalayan salt, magnesium and potassium. I don't take anything else. I don't have any protein drinks. I don't have any shakes. I don't have any other thing other than those three key supplements for me. And uh, that's all your body needs is those three minerals and that's it. There you go. And there's a lot of people I think that that as runners was like you – like good, I've ran, I've burned this many calories, and I can eat cake yeah, now. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's more like switching that mindset. Nothing wrong with yeah. like indulging like you say. But at the same time, really if you can make that connection to – what you put in your body ultimately 
influences how you can yeah. perform and just how you feel. So um, I think that's been one of the keys. And so it's been really cool to see your physical transformation. I know it's a lot of it has to do with um, with your diet and how yeah. focused you've been on it. So the big message is measure it, yeah. stay focused on it, find what works, and and just yeah. get on with it. it. Hey, so it, it, um, I, I, it took me what. Uh, 20 years to gain the weight and I've been able to get it off in four. So I guess I'm doing all right. You're doing okay. <laughs> and, and so, so, so let's, as we kind of get close to the hour here, let's, um, let's sort of transition with sort of, you know, you've come through this journey. You've really sort of focused in Boston's kind of in your sight lines. You're, you're on the doorstep of qualifying and that's kind of your short term goal. You've got California international marathon coming up, uh, here within a few days, Looking forward to seeing how you do down there. What's uh, what's sort of on your mind? Uh, what are the next things for you down the road? Obviously, Boston is one of those things. You know, what are what are the sort of goals you have in mind uh, over the next say year to two years? Yeah. What are you thinking um, about? One of the things that you say all the time, and it, it really sticks with me also. And and you say, uh, don't be average, and uh, mm. and that really sticks in with me pretty good. And uh, I I don't want to be average. I want to kind of see what I can do. And, uh, once I get Boston taken care of, I, I think I, I want to go and do the six major events. Uh, I want to run the big marathons. I want to run Chicago. Um, I want to run Berlin. Um, I want to get those ones kind of under my belt, New York and, and the other ones, but, uh, I want to, I want to do those eventually. So that's definitely on the, on my sites. I want to do some destination runs. I want to do some runs with my wife and go do Disneyland together. I think that'd be a blast just to kind of cruise around and, and run, uh, you know, a full marathon with her. Um, I really enjoy being with her. So I, I want to kind of do a run with her. I think that'd be pretty cool. And um, once it. I get, I'm, I'm not sure what the, the timelines looks for these. I just kind of have them in my bucket list, but I definitely want to go. Um, I think one day if I can qualify for Western States, I think I'd like to do that. Um, so that's 160 K uh, race in the mountains. I think it's like 65,000 feet of elevation change. Um, I want to do that eventually. I just got to get over my fear, fear of bears. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt running in the yeah. nighttime. And well, that, that's like the, the Western States for, for it's kind of like the Boston marathon of yeah. ultra marathoning. It's kind of the, the event. There's a, it's not easy no. to get into. Right. And you have, you have to qualify at specific events. I think like, uh, uh Lost Souls would be one. I think the death race is one you could use as a yeah. qualifier and then a bunch of stuff in the States. And then the, to get in is really yeah, tricky yeah. too. So but that's kind of what I'm yeah. thinking is uh, Lost Souls, I like that one because I don't think there's any bears out there. So I think <laughs> There's snakes though. There's I think there's snakes, a lot of snakes yeah. down there. I can handle snakes. Well, no, I, as long as I don't see a snake, I'll be okay. But <laughs> <laughs> Your pace would pick up as long as, you know, yeah. but uh so I, I think that's, you that's, know, I want to do an endurance run like that, that, uh, see, see how far I can push my body. Um, and I'm, you know, the pain is, it's funny. Pain is, um, minor. And it, I think it just, it's a reminder of who you are and, uh, and that you're still alive. And that's how I take pain. Yeah. It's just saying, Hey, you're still yeah. alive. You're okay. It's when you stop feeling pain, yeah. then there's a problem. Something is yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's obvious that you're someone that uh, invites pain, and 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 obviously, you know, that's something that will change you. And so, the cool thing is, like, what I hear from you is that, you know, you you continually reset um, and set new goals, and I think that's the cool yeah. thing. Um, you're obviously someone that's like super disciplined, super focused, um, and the cool thing I think about running is that everyone can have whatever your definition of what takes you to your, um, you know, takes you out of your comfort yeah. zone is different than mine or some of the next person. Exactly. So obviously that's, you know, something that's very, that'll help drive you. And yeah. so I think that's and, very, very cool. And I, so, I think that everybody has to realize that, you know, I, when I started, I was 270 pounds and you just imagine now that would be seven bags of 10 pound bags of potatoes you'd carry around. And I, I think about that and I always remind myself where I came from. And, you know, when I sit here and, and think about CIM this weekend coming up in Boston qualifier, um, you know, if I don't get it, um, all I know is this weekend I'll put down the best time and I had the best training cycle. I did everything I could to get there. And if I don't get it, I'm okay with that 
because I know I'm going to eventually succeed at that at the end of the day. But it reminds me of my journey where I've come from. And, and I think people need to be kind to themselves a little bit and just understand it. You may not be fast today, but you'll be fast tomorrow. And as long as you keep plugging away at it, you'll get there eventually. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there and challenge, challenge yourself to be better. And, uh, you know, and I take that, that life lesson through everything that I do today with my family, with my work, uh, with my training and, and everything I do now is, is based on that. And, um, I think it's just pushing yourself to the next level. And that's, that's, that's the cool part. Yeah, great. Well, I think that's, I think that's really good advice for, for, you know, for any runner for that matter, but especially for people that are, you know, you know, sometimes I think the trap people have is that it's always like yeah. time is the, is the is the one thing we miss like faster, faster, yeah. faster, faster. And, and that, that isn't, that sometimes can be a really dangerous recipe. Exactly. <laughs> you know? It, you know, I don't so know I if you I've, saw, but uh, Jocelyn, the one we were running with here at CIM, her and I have been, as you know, we've been going through the training cycle, exact same things. And, and uh, it's been a year that we've been training together. Um, and yesterday I, I head out on my run yesterday and I get on the path and I'm about three quarters of the way into my first kilometer. And all of a sudden I see this woman coming towards me as Jocelyn. And, uh, it was, <laughs> it was, uh, one of the most amazing moments that I've had, um, this year with running. And it, it, it hit me like a, it really was profound. Uh, it was a moment of saying, wow, we're, we're, on our, one of our last runs this week before we go to CIM, CIM. And it just brought me back to where we started a year ago and what we've succeeded uh, and how we've done our training this year and what we accomplished. And uh, it, it was mm-hmm. the coolest thing I've ever had happen. It was almost like that runner's high and a pretty exciting moment. Uh, I, I think she's, she was talking about it too. It was pretty cool to, to meet up with her. So we ran together for a little bit and finished off the run together. It was pretty cool. And it's not, you know, it's not about the run. This, it's almost not about the run this weekend on Sunday. It's more about the journey that you started a year ago and all the ups and downs you go through to get to that one day. Okay. Well, I, the way I think about it too, is it's, it's not, you know, the, the, the biggest accomplishment of, of a marathon is not, it's not getting to the finish line. It's actually getting to the starting line, you know, and it, it's, it's really the, what it takes to be able to toe the line, um, and, and earn your spot to step up to that line is significant. And, and I think that's the perspective and sort of where it sort of comes together. It's like, Holy smokes, like look what it took to get to this point, no matter what happens come race day. Um, there's lots that there's lots can happen on, on any given, any given yeah. Sunday, but not everybody's in position to step up to that line. And obviously you, you are, and, um, I'm excited to hear how you make out and watch it and see it firsthand. I'll be, I'll be running well, I'll be there with you. So you. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Anything can happen come race day. Uh, looks like the weather's going to be good. It's a great course. The smokes, there's been a lot of yeah. forest fires down there. looks like that's all getting under control. So the, the pieces are coming together they for are. you, sir. So I'm excited to see how that goes um final thoughts kev i want to i know you've kind of given a few pointers out there but if you could give say one tip to somebody that's a newer runner that's sort of maybe a few steps back behind you on their running journey what tip or advice piece of advice could you give to somebody that's you know just kind of getting going well i think i've said it a few times already but you know just be kind to yourself let it come to you don't overwork yourself uh and just stay focused on what you want to achieve and and, uh, and you know, it, it, it's probably took them time to that point where maybe they were overweight and out of shape. So it's taken time to get to that point. It's not going to happen tomorrow. You're not going to be waking up tomorrow and all of a sudden go, wow, you know, I, I lost all the weight and I'm running now. It, it's, a, it's a journey. So enjoy the journey because it, it's a transformation not only in health, body but really it's your mind yeah and the the mind is the biggest thing i think at the end of the day and and it's changed my outlook on life and my outlook on how i do things day to day um so enjoy the journey 
Very cool. Very well said, sir. And it, you know, one of the things I think is that you know the goal for most people is you should have this long term mindset. So very well said is like you know build runners for life and become a runner for life is having a long term journey mindset. So uh, Kevin, I just want to say thank you so much for the conversation. We could sit here and ramble on for hours, but we're we're coming up to the hour. So I want to say thank you for taking the time to chat learning a little bit about your journey. Uh, we're going to watch and see how you make out this weekend. We're going to watch for you um, getting to the Boston Marathon, which is is right there. So I can't wait to see that too. So um, thanks so much for joining. And uh, thank you to our listeners. Thank you for listening this week. We appreciate it. If you have enjoyed this broadcast, I invite you to share it, subscribe, stay tuned. This is episode three. So we're just getting started on the podcast. If you or someone you know has a great running journey or a story or something you'd like to share, reach out. We'd love to share your story as well. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll talk to you guys very, very soon.